Ladies and gentlemen, live from the Bear Cave Studios, it's a special edition of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out, with your host, Freddie Eloso, and your co-host, Stevie G, and Juf the Encyclopedia, and now, the Sold Out Podcast. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast, Sold Out, with me, your host, Freddie Aloso, with my co-host, Stevie G. Merry Christmas, guys. Let's go. And with my other co-host, Anthony the Encyclopedia. Gentlemen, Merry Christmas, and all of you out there, we haven't been giving you what you want. But now, we're going to listen to you, the fans. That was great, Vince McMahon. That was great. That was very good. All right, guys. So before we start the show, because we got a hell of a show lined up for you, a couple people from the Sports Frenzy podcast, some of our past guests, had a couple of messages for you. So we're going to let you hear those to start off the show. Roll the tape. This is the Duke of Danger, and I'm wishing you all a very miserable Christmas, and I hope each and every one of you gets coal in your stockings. However, I will wish you a Happy New Year as long as it's in the name of the one true king of professional wrestling, King Brian. Frenzy fans, this is the leader of the NEW generation, the headliner, the embodied soul of rock and roll, the rare breed Keith Youngblood, and I am here to wish each and every one of you a very Merry Christmas and a happy rock and roll New Year. Thank you for listening. Hey y'all, Jeanette Horning here. Wishing all the fans of the Sports Frenzy podcast sold out a Merry Christmas and a very Happy New Year. Hey, what's up there, Sports Frenzy fans? This is one half of the now, Vic Delicious, and I want to take this opportunity to say thank you for listening to our interview. It was one of my favorite things that I did in all of 2018, and that includes a comeback from a broken leg, which I'm very thankful for. And I'm super happy to be able to wish you guys a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and a very very exciting 2019. The Sports Frenzy guys have some really awesome stuff coming up for you guys, and you are going to love what happens now. Hey guys, it's girl Carissa Rivera here, and I just wanted to wish all of you Sports Frenzy podcast fans a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Let's make 2019 a great one. Hey Sports Fans, this is Katie Gattel and... And the Rogue Brandon Kurt. We are coming to you from the offices of Combat Zone Wrestling. Here to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Filled with blood, guts, violence, staple guns, and dildos on drills. Alright, hold on. But in all seriousness, I'm just here to wish you a Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and we'll see you guys in 2019. Alright, that was really cool of them. That's awesome. I mean, damn. Yeah, obviously it made an impact that they want to come back to wish you all a Merry Christmas, the greatest fans in the world, the Sports Frenzy Podcast fans. Ooh. All right. Now, 
Let's give it to the encyclopedia for a second. All right, gentlemen. So, an update on our last pay-per-view. The pay-per-view championship was really vacated because, well, I guess to be quite honest, we never got Credo to come on to the last episode to discuss the picks. Um, sorry, Credo. Uh, that being said, we got a three-way tie. All three of us finished eight and four on the pay-per-view this past week. Wow. So, Steven retains his world championship. And I guess all three of us are technically co-pay-per-view champions. Or do we make it vacant? Maybe we should vacant it till the new year, till the rumble. You don't want to do a throwback Chris Jericho China co-holder thing, though? Encyclopedia just wants some title cred. <laughs> Speaking of title cred, what about your tri trivia championship you haven't defended in 90 days? <laughs> do we have limitations on how long I can go without defending it? I mean... I say we bring it up in the new year. I, I, I'll defend in the new year. We have nothing ready today. Come on. <laughs> All right, happy New Year, folks. Steven pledges his New Year resolution right now. He will actually defend his trivia championship once in a while. You know what? When we come back, somehow we should try and make it a triple threat. We need to figure someone to ask the questions. How about this? New Year, all titles are vacant. What? You're stripping me of two titles? Nah, you know what? We should do it like the WWE. WrestleMania starts it off every year. Oh, my God. So, anyway. We will bring – we'll make a decision. First episode of the new year, you guys will find out what's going on with all the titles. And as you guys may know, we are going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Our, this show, you know, coming right around Christmas. And we will be taking a week or two off. And we will be posting when we return, okay, yes, guys? Definitely. You know, we need vacation breaks, too. Freddie and Anthony get sick of seeing me. Well. <laughs> All right. But now, guys, coming up, we've got our Christmas episode. Our we year in review. Year in review. we got some very special guests coming on with us. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Guys, we're going to be doing our year in review show right now, and we have special guests straight off their win at their CZW event. The office is in the building. Casey Cattell, Brandon Kirk, they just kicked some crazy ass in their match the other day. I watched it. I watched the event as a whole. I'm not going to lie. I haven't cringed so much in God knows how long. But the paint these two went through, but still pulled out the victory. What a great match. What a great show. After watching that, it's a guarantee. I will be attending one of these shows. I'm ready. Guys, Thank you so much for coming back, and thank you for entertaining us with that great match. It was awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. I'm, thank I'm you. glad our pain could entertain somebody because it wasn't entertaining me. <laughs> How are you guys feeling? I feel fine. I got really beat up, so I'm still actually recovering almost two weeks later. She but... probably has a concussion. Yeah, but I'm doing pretty good now, so. <laughs> you had some good spots. You had some great spots, like off the top rope, like the whole nine. I thought it was awesome. Right. For those of you that didn't see it, probably one of the sickest hurricanes I've ever seen in my life. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it. I got this, like, massive bruise covering my whole leg. And uh, I cleared it, though. Everyone thinks I hit my head, but I cleared the apron. And we missed the whole, like, gimmick on the bottom. but So we went right to the ground. But, uh, yeah, I'm happy to be uh, talking to you guys today. So. And Brandon, the... <laughs> The fucking staple guns. <laughs> I 
still don't see how you guys do that and just go like it's nothing. Believe it or not, the staple gun's not as bad as you might expect it to be. Because they're like, they're tiny staples, so it's really not that bad. And by the way, every time they, someone says who does deathmatch, this is not that bad, it's really, really bad. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. That was my first time watching. And one thing I was actually pointing out before we got on you got on here, Brandon mentioned Matt Tremont in the past. And there was one point he had those these steak sticks jammed oh, into his head. <laughs> yeah. Jammed yeah. into his head. And they like punch it in. It's hanging. And then when they rip it off, their skin falling. My kid's sitting there, this is awesome. Blah blah blah. Can we go? Can we go? I'm like in the corner of the couch under a blanket, like, oh my god, what the hell am I watching? This <laughs> is so great. <laughs> But what a show. Pretty so, yeah. Alright, so Anthony, I guess you're going to lead the way on this discussion, huh? To end off the year, we wanted to come up with a list of, not so much a list, but we came up with a list of 10 categories, and we're going to go through each category uh, in the wrestling world and give you guys our thoughts about the year in general. And we're going to talk about Best Superstar of the Year, uh, Tag Team of the Year, Match of the Year uh, for the both men and women's divisions. So we narrowed it down to 10. We might throw a little, few extra in there if time allows, but uh, you guys ready? Yeah. Ready. yeah. All right, so first category. Funniest moment of the year. And we'll start with uh, we'll start with Casey. Ladies first. Um, we were going through these. There are a couple, like, really funny ones. We, uh, I think Brandon... Are you going to go with the Braun Strowman? Yeah, thing? the Braun Strowman with the giant cello thing. Like, I popped huge for that. Like, <laughs> I, was, I just I just rewatched it today, and I just I was dying. So good. And I went with uh, Titus O'Neil and his slide under the yes. ring. I think that was the best thing I've seen ever. So, I mean, that could have ended really badly, but it, it just became hilarious. So. Yeah. And the way they worked it so well, they turned into a t-shirt the yeah, whole night. Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a marketing dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Titus Worldwide as well. Yeah? Sliding under the ring was hilarious. That cracked me up. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. And then just seeing the wrestlers' faces as it happened, when they got the other angles, yeah, was, was the best. I mean, me personally, a lot of my picks, I tried to pick ones that other people wouldn't pick. So the funniest moment for me was one that we actually watched before the podcast, and Anthony wasn't a fan of, but me and you were. August 28th, King Booker welcomed the new day into the five-time champ club. When he did that... That whole skit was hilarious. And then when Big E got down to do the Spinner Rooney and they had to grab him by the legs and spin him for it, <laughs> I made my whole night. Best thing to ever happen on SmackDown for me. That was pretty good. It's like a Yeah, I, I had a hard time narrowing this down. Um, I did consider uh, just a few weeks ago at Cage of Death 20 when Brendan had a little um, foreign object inserted. I, that, that was a nominee in my vote. Um, Joey Ryan at All In was another funny moment that I considered, but I'm going to have to go with the majority on this. The Titus World slide was the funniest moment of the year for me. Well, Anthony, you can say what the item was. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, say it. Uh, did, no, you guys, did you guys no, like the, uh, the drill though spot? That's or what the, or the, um, the, or the atomic drop onto the chair with the black dildo? Bro, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> the, the dildo on the drill thing, I was dying. Yeah, 
I was like, oh my god, this is great. Would you guys believe me if I told you that was my idea? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> This, and this makes me question a lot of things, considering all the spots you keep posting lately, oh, but, on, you know. They're like, hey, you, you want, before the match, they're like, we gotta go to a sex shop, you wanna call us? Like, yeah, no, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing. That was my idea, that was Connor. Connor wanted to buy a bunch of fucking dildos, he wanted to do the spot with the chair. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess, this, I guess the next question would be, who brought those home afterwards? Connor. Connor, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe they'd autograph it and give it out to the fans. <laughs> if he probably should have sold it. Sold yeah, it. for real. <laughs> what is Connor doing with them now? <laughs> no, no. Bad, bad things in my head. Let's not talk about Connor and those things. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So uh, let's, let's get to our next category. Best faction of 2018. What are your thoughts on this, guys? I went with the Elite. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty obvious one. I mean, I don't think yeah. any, in, you know, faction has had a better year than, than the Elite has. Like, they're pretty much taking over wrestling. Mm-hmm. And there's big things to come with them, too. Like, yeah. all these rumors, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that as one, but I went with the Undisputed Era just because I find them highly entertaining. And they, they pop me, so I went for them because... Uh, yeah, they're all badasses, and they never had a bad match in their damn lives, so... No, never. Yeah. So for me, it was tough. It was between the Elite, Undisputed, and the Bullet Club with Tamatanga, his brother... Ooh, I remember that spot you were talking about. When they all came out and uh, beat up on Omega and everyone. Yeah, that was, that was pretty crazy for me. So um, just to be different, I'm going with that. All right. Well, mine's going to be incredibly different. Because it was probably the shortest reunion of the year, but it brought out my, I guess, inner teenhood. The DX return. That was my faction. Only two guys, only two months maybe, but it did it for me. Yo, go ahead, shake your head all you want. DX but reunion. Bald Shawn Michaels. Oh, no. 17,226. <laughs> yeah. Bald Shawn Michaels just doesn't do it for me. But that's what stuck Sean, out to Sean me. Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler growing up, and like at that, as soon as I saw him with no hair, I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I can't. <laughs> and he's supposed to be coming back at Mania. Maybe he grows some back. Christ. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to steal a page from Taz. I'm going to throw a red flag on that. that. They're not a faction. They were tag team, Steve. But, yo, DX was a faction for years. <laughs> Suck it. Two men are a faction now. Okay. <laughs> DX faction. Raw 25, they were all back together. That was this year. You're welcome. Oh, boy. Oh, God, he's dropping the mics, folks. That's my mic drop sound effect. Very <laughs> nice. <laughs> Almost like they're a real thing. <laughs> the little things in life that sound last funny. week where it kind of sounded like he was spitting up on the... <laughs> oh, God. Very nice. Very nice. Flapping the mic. It sounds... But you know what? We found a positive because it used to be that Stephen would get so excited he'd knock his phone over and he did break a phone while we were recording. That should have been funniest moment of the year when our Instagram post announcing the episode of the week was a broken phone. Oh. Yeah. And they posted a picture of the phone too. That's good. That's good. Alright, so faction of the year. I I considered the elite and I did consider the bullet club. Um, I just felt like 
even though they were successful throughout the year, there was that whole year picture that I felt like was missing. I know they broke up. Uh, well, there was a Bullet Club, they broke up. We have the Elite and the Bullet Club now. Um, I went with overall success for the entire year. Um, but, and when you have Adam Cole as North American champion and Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong pretty much dominating the tag team division on NXT, I have to agree with Casey and uh, everyone else that said it. I'm going to go with the Undisputed Era on this one. Yeah. Boom! Doing next. <laughs> <laughs> next up, we want to talk about best tag team of the year. Uh, honestly, I didn't come up with one. This was hard for me. Uh, I don't know. What did What did you come up with? I, I went with the Young Bucks. I mean, I'm not enough. The Young Bucks. Like, they've been great for a long time, but like, this is like probably one of the biggest years that they've, they've ever had. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like that's a pretty common answer, but I'm sticking to it. I'm going to agree with Brandon. Young Bucks were one of my teams that I was thinking. Um, when I looked, because I was going to try, if I did Independence as well as WWE, I was going to give a WWE answer. I did my research. I was looking at how long people had the tag team championships, what they did in the year, things of that nature. So in the WWE, at least, I give it to the Usos. They had the longest reign this year. I it started in 2017 yeah. into 2018, 182 days. And these guys are always on top. So they were the ones who I picked for WWE, but I'm with Brandon. Young Bucks overall because they've had an amazing year. I mean, even at the uh, Northeast Wrestling, Wrestling Under the Stars, when they came through the crowd, they couldn't get in the ring. But they came through the crowd, and me and Jaden, like, went with them through the crowd the whole time, taking pictures of them and everything. It was just a cool experience. Awesome, guys. I'm going with them. I had two. I went with, just personally, I like the Revival. I know they didn't have a great year. I was kind of jobbing out a little bit. They had a great match Monday night. You saw that. Yes, but their matches, they always put on solid matches. I feel like they're due for a push. Mm -hmm. So Hopefully it's coming. Yeah, hopefully it's coming. So I'm going with them and the Usos. You know... I'm very partial to the Samoans. You can admit you're part Samoan. Even though you're I not Samoan. <laughs> we, I know, we went through this. We went through this once before. <laughs> <laughs> Encyclopedia, who you got? Wait, before he goes, can you, like, maybe in the new year, come up with a Samoan dance and we get to all watch and judge it? Just do a haka? Did Do the whole M- thing. Might as well have to And out. the four of us will watch and judge it. Nice. That sounds fun. You know, you could, you could give a call to uh, Samoa Joe. He His family did have a little dancing troupe going on. I just learned that watching this Chronicle episode. Well, if you follow your movies, the Aquaman premiere, what's his face? The oh, lead guy for Aquaman. Always the Aquaman. Yeah, I've seen that. He yeah. broke down on the red carpet with his whole crew. It was yeah. crazy. Love him. It's, it's too bad the Rock's character in Moana it wasn't. Wasn't even with Paul in first. No, I would. I would. Yeah. You would. Yeah, yeah, my boy yeah, Dwayne. My boy Dwayne. <laughs> we call him on speed dial real quick. Right. Dwayne, we hope you're listening. Fat <laughs> <Get that> chance. <laughs> next time I see him, though, I'll get a quote. <laughs> next time. Next time. There you go. So you're gonna figure out pretty quickly where most of my top picks came from for all of these categories. Uh, my tag team of the year uh, was also part of the faction of the year for me. Um, highly successful throughout the whole year. I went with Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, the Undisputed Air. All right. All right. So uh, let's go with our next category. 
What was your favorite pay-per-view of the year? And it doesn't have to be uh, all of these categories, really. Just to preface this for everybody, it doesn't have to be WWE. It could be, it could be one that was thrown together by a bunch of guys that were trying to make something. And you just switched my pick with that. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's totally fine. Uh, best pay-per-view of the year. Uh, what, what, what are your thoughts, guys? Uh, I think we both kind of collectively agreed that TakeOver Brooklyn was probably the best. Like, you know, it's only one of the few that we've ended up actually watching in, like, its entirety. And, and from, like, top to bottom, that shit is fucking incredible. Yeah. Like, every match on that show was, was insanity. Yeah, it was. And either that or, you know, all in. Like, just, I mean, I guess it's a little biased, but... Even for, for an independent show, like the show in general from top to bottom was incredible. So I, I go like co-winner between TakeOver Brooklyn and All In. My my outside WWE pick is going to be All In 100%. Start to finish, entertaining, great matches. There wasn't like one bad thing that happened. Even when you watch the broadcast, you could tell it was their first broadcast. There was a couple errors here and there, but it didn't matter because the matches were great. The yeah. quality of the show was great yeah. overall. Um for my WWE, I picked two um, for two reasons. One, it's the Royal Rumble, and that's because Royal Rumble is one of my favorite events. I love it. But the reason why I picked that one and I'm picking Evolution, I'm not going to lie. I love the women's movement in the last year. And between the women's Royal Rumble and all those legends coming back, and the Royal Rumble itself usually has a couple legends. You know, I always love seeing that. And then – Evolution itself in the Battle Royal, that the legends that came back, Trish Stratus and Lita, there were so many names on there that I was just sitting there at the screen, like, reliving the childhood. I'm like, this is great. And it wasn't a bad match. And even, like, one of my favorite matches of the year came from that show. Yeah, same for me, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm still partial to NXT just because, just because I thought that, that show was insane. But Evolution was a, a giant step, and I hope next year uh, – they make it even bigger and, and better. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go with um, NXT Brooklyn. That was fire. That whole show, top to bottom. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't dead at all at Correct. any point. It wasn't like, oh, you know what, I'm going to go get a beer. Like, you were you were glued to that screen. There was no drink or pee breaks in that show. Basically. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, all in. That was a classic. Mm-hmm. Psychopedia? Yeah, so I, I had considered all in, but the fact that the Okada Marty Scroll match uh, went so long that the six man main event cut short, I kind of knocked it down a little bit. Uh, I really wanted to pick NXT TakeOver Brooklyn because I was there live, and I will admit I did not go to the bathroom that whole show. <laughs> <laughs> you left sober. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say the guy the guy that went with me didn't go home sober, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, and my, Mike's probably gonna listen to this and be shaking his head and laughing. Zeke, he'll know what that means. Um, the one the show that I felt top to bottom booking wise, I didn't have a problem with was actually an NXT Takeover, but it was actually NXT Takeover New Orleans. Uh, that was the started off with a ladder match for the North American t- Championship. Uh, we saw Sh- Shayna Baszler get the women's title. Uh, Alistair Back started his reign up top by defeating Andrea C. and Almas, and then Selena Vega's a man, by the way. Lord. They don't want us to talk about that. 
<laughs> and, then, and then the first of what ended up being three takeover matches between Gagano and Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, that whole on. series was insane. I'll back you on that. Yeah. Great matches. Absolutely. So uh, I, I, the, what Freddie said about not wanting to get up from my seat, while well, Brooklyn did do it for me a little bit, I put New Orleans just slightly ahead. All right. Uh, so going from there, uh, let's talk about our favorite feuds of the year. I mean, you kind of just said it right there. Like, I went with Gargano Ciampa. Like, yeah, same. The hottest feud in professional wrestling, like, like in the entire world of professional wrestling, Independence, WWE, New Japan, all that. Like, 100% Gargano Ciampa. And on the Twitter, like, everything. Like, just bashing each other. I mean, that feud was taken so much further than just, you know, your television screen. Yeah, so I think they like, did a really good job. In this, in this day, in 2018, it's kind of hard for fans to actually believe that two people genuinely hate each other, even though they really don't, but they made you believe that. They suspended that disbelief. You know, like, it, it was it was easy to believe, okay, these guys really fucking hate each other. Like, yeah. this is really cool. Like, you don't see that too often. Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you guys. That was, for me, the best one of the year. I went in another direction. Um, that was one of the ones I considered. Oh, but, hold on, let me guess. DX versus the Brothers of the No, shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> but I am going to go somewhere you probably don't expect. AJ Styles and Samoa Joe. That story, the way they brought it back to their house, it reminded me a little bit, not, didn't live up to it, let's get this correct though, of the Steve Austin Pillman back in the day, how they went back to the house. Right. They yeah. had wife involved. And his, his daughter. daughter. Yeah, that like, was like, they, uh, what the hell? The story, the story was there. I, I don't think the matches lived up to it, though. I don't think the matches were very good. But the story itself was definitely there. Yeah, I love the story and the feud and stuff. I, I mean, the thing that sucks is, is when you mention the matches, I feel like with them two, they had too many. That it started to get old and older and older. Like, even when they did that uh, Starcade, they put them in a cage, and I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, all right. The first 40 minutes of this sucked. Now I have to watch this. Like, <laughs> I was getting over it. Yeah. Good choice in the Samoa Joe AJ style, Steve. Um, I, I do agree, though. It kind of... The few kind of stopped. And then when Daniel Bryan was no longer going to appear on Crown Jewel, they brought it back again, and then you thought it was over, and then we got the Starcade Steel Cage match. But how often do we have a feud that really has gone the entire year and really started even before the year? Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano as well. It spread out over three NXT takeovers. And just when you got to a point where you thought the feud should probably wrap up, you inserted Aleister Black in there a little bit. And they took an injury he had and managed to continue the Gargano Ciampa feud. And it's still going on today in some respects. So I agree with everyone else except for Stevie G. Sorry. I'm going Gargano and Ciampa as well. All right. All right. So. Now we get to some of the nitty-gritty. We're going to do uh, one more category before we switch it up a little bit. Uh, breakout Superstar of the Year. Uh, yeah. I have my opinion. Um, at first, this was a tough one because there's been people that have been around for so long who have just, like, kind of resurfaced and have killed it. Um, so we kind of agreed after he told me what his pick was. I, I couldn't not agree with PCO. I mean, the guy is insane. Everywhere, yeah, like, month after month after month. in his 50s, and yeah, think yeah. That in 2018, PCO would be on the top of the on the independents and now signed to Ring of Honor. Yeah, like mm -hmm. what? Yeah, 
It's like hands down. He's been everywhere. Like he's on everybody's top of the list. I want to wrestle PCO. Like, and he's do- look at look at the shit that he's doing. He's at, yeah, at his yeah. age, he's like insane. So I mean, good for him, and he's he's freaking killing it. Just his introduction video alone. If yeah. you watch that, that's yeah. crazy as hell. In yeah. I've watched it like thirty times. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. Um, age is really truly. He's proved that. I mean, in his fifties, and he's at the top level on the indies. Insane. And now he's going to be a staple in uh, Ring of Honor. Yeah. yeah. With that huge with Marty. With Marty. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. It was tough, but I did go with Becky Lynch just because she had that huge breakout. She's terrible. She's, she's, she's sucked. She's Otherwise, so like at the beginning of the year, I was like, oh, great. It's Becky Lynch. She's going to come there's out. Only she's she's going to make fun of me later. There's only so much that a great character can cover up how bad of a wrestler that you are, and she's the epitome of that. <laughs> wow. I'm hurting right now. I kind of like my pick, but you're on the same page, I think. She's over as fuck on Twitter, and she's a great heel, but she sucks. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess I'll go. I did not think – <laughs> I did not think independence with this. Um, I stuck WWE and I went with someone I'm a fan of and it's more towards the second half when the fans became more of a fan and now you're seeing him in the ring more. I'm going with Elias. Elias is my guy right now. I walk with Elias. My guy forever. <laughs> that's, that's my dude right now. Like I think that's, that's who I give that to. I love him. Such a change because I remember when he first debuted, we were like, who's this drifter guy? He sucks. And I was like, dude, no. just wait. I think yeah. even at Raw yeah. 25 when we were in the um, when we were in the VIP box or whatever, we were all the way up there. And I'm like, oh, it's the guitar guy. I'm going to the bathroom. Like, that was my attitude. But He did go to the bathroom. Yeah. I changed my mind over the year. I'm a fan of Elias. I need to buy a T-shirt. <laughs> Hey, uh, real quick, real quick, total side note. Um, did you guys happen? Do any of you guys friends with me on Facebook? Yeah. Or Instagram? Did you see the uh, <laughs> the multi-man kiss spot that I posted? Uh, you guys might like this. Uh, Road Dog is actually commenting on my Facebook right now and kind of shitting all over it. So. Really? Yeah. You want to talk about a shitty rustler? <laughs> Road Dog. Uh, <laughs> He's like, oh, there's 200 people there. Man, why are you doing this? Man, shut up. Fuck you, Rodog. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Fuck you, Rodog. By the way, I love Rodog. So, give me the new age music. <laughs> He's not down with the D-O-double-G. He does not. You know what? If we cue anything, it's him singing Jeff Jarrett's song at that moment. <laughs> I got put on by, by Jim Cornette today on Twitter, so I'm, I'm made as a professional wrestler now. Nice. Good Cornette shits on everybody. Um, he said, shove your light tubes up your ass, garbage boy. That's the best he could come up with? That's all he got? Well, he didn't say ass. He said sphincter. So, I mean. Oh. Brandon, we're in the Christmas spirit. Send him a gift card to Dairy Queen. Devin <laughs> <laughs> and I riled up all his uh, his fucking groupies now, and it's it's really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> I want to see these pages. <laughs> Uh, all right, this is what happens when you post that shit on your social media. Back to the show. <laughs> <laughs>
So, Anthony, your pick. Yeah, my pick. I got a feeling I'm going to end up at a Combat Zone wrestling show in a match now for my pick after what Brandon said, because mine's also Becky Lynch's breakout superstar of the year. <laughs> Anthony's been put in the ring. <laughs> Staple dollar bills to your forehead. <laughs> and, Anthony, he's not going to use the small ones either. He's going to use the big ones, bitch. Real thick commercial jumbo style staples. fucking jumbo staples. <laughs> The, the, the ones you would get in the hospital, right? Yes. <laughs> you can, you, come on, you could be honest. That was your tribute to Randy the Ram. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> great movie. Such a great movie. All right, guys. Cue the Christmas music. We're going to do a five-question showdown. But instead of our guests being the only ones answering, all five of us are going to answer random Christmas questions that gets us to know, that lets everyone know how we enjoy the holidays. All right. So, Christmas, what's one thing you look forward to? And it has to be something random. Don't give me presents or something. My answer eggnog. Oh, that's I look forward oh, to the eggnog. Yes. You know what mine is? I'm stealing that eggnog. <laughs> well, you know what mine is? Boarding the damn dog so I don't have to watch her for a day. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. <laughs> I might change. I'll go with a Christmas story. The what? The Christmas story. The I'll movie? Watch it. Yep. All right. Without and we know what's fail. coming later. <laughs> so, um, this is going to sound really corny, but for me, it's when I've gotten um, my boy here, my brother, Stevie G, or my sister, or my wife, what I hope to be the perfect gift, and I'm hoping when they open it that they'll have that happy face when they see it. So I know that sounds corny, but it's hope, hoping that I did right on gave someone the right gift, made them happy. You know I have a happy face, and then I have that awkward like, ah, yeah. <laughs> I don't really want this. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. I don't think I've struck out on gifts for you though. No, I don't think so. And favorite Christmas song or songs? Because I like to be contra- because I like to be controversial, I'm going with "Baby It's Cold Outside." Oh, we go that shit. Oh, I get it. All right, so Casey, your Christmas song pick. Um, my Christmas song. Pick. <laughs> Sorry, I got a little distracted. Um, and think under my tree. That's mine Ooh. because it's about. NSYNC wanting to make love to their woman under a Christmas tree, and I find it so ridiculous. And I was like 12 singing it, and then found out when I was older what it was about, and it makes it even better. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with Mariah Carey's classic. Oh, you're so basic. You're so. Basic. <laughs> That's a classic. On 106.7 while I'm driving to work. No. I crank it up and I'm going ham. I've I've pulled over next to you, pulled up next to you, and you're like all singing it and got the whole. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, man. Anthony. The fact of the matter is, I don't really have one. Um, I, I'll, so I'll go with a funny one that uh, Stephen will probably remember. We used to play over and over again when we were kids. Uh, Grandma got ran over by a reindeer. Okay. Yeah, and then my mom got really upset and like was like banned us from playing and she's like just think about that how would you feel if your grandmother got ran over by a reindeer would you be happy right now and she's just like were you home <laughs> college when grandma was home god rest her soul and i played it you did <laughs> and I, I blasted it and she's just like 
she just started laughing about it. She thought it was funny too. But all right, my Christmas songs. I have two: Trans Siberian Orchestra, Carol the Bells. I'll always rock out when that comes out. And then I'm gonna pull up my Inner Gangster, Run DMC, Christmas in Hollis. Oh, oh that's good. All right. Damn. That's that's my jam. That comes on. I'm like you with Mariah, but I'm a little more manly over here. <laughs> Mariah. I was like, you and Mariah. You and Mariah carry on a on a first name basis now. You and Mariah. This is coming from Mr. Hanson Ricky and Martin. Ricky Martin himself. <laughs> We're in the same boat. We're in the same boat over here. He's. Freddie's just jealous because I'm the only guy with a picture with all three members of Hanson in one photo. Yes! That's pretty good. Now, how's this for embarrassing? So, I'm in the car with a buddy of mine, and Umba comes on. I'm sorry, I wasn't in the car. We were at his house, and the music video comes on, and I'm, like, looking, and I'm like, damn, they really look like dudes. And he looked at me, he's like, they are dudes. <laughs> you didn't know they were dudes? I thought they were girls the way they sounded, man. Oh my god, the 90s, every man sounded like a female. That was the perfect. <laughs> well, it's funny you bring up Umbop because in college, when I was at the Mount, me and Mike, when we'd all be ready to go out, we'd be at like whoever's dorm, and they'd be like, all right, we're ready to go. And we're like, hold on, we're going to play that going out jam. And the jam before we went out was always Umbop. And the look on people's face was just like, what the hell are they doing? And we're like, no, we're serious. It's Umbop. All right, so this is going to be like, I guess my only smushy answer to all this. Um, most enjoyable thing on Christmas. For me, it kind of goes where Anthony went. Enjoying watching people open gifts, especially when I get to um, watch my son open gifts Christmas morning. The joy of it all, the smiles and everything, that's perfect for me. I'm going to have to agree with you watch kids. That wasn't a mic drop. My oldest one, not so much anymore, but the little one, he's like right in that prime age. So yeah. He's all about Christmas, so that, that doesn't do it. Um, my favorite thing, Christmas. I don't know, my sister flies home from Florida, so I like to see my family. Get the fam together and have no responsibilities to eat and drink until I can anymore is kind of what I'm excited for. I would go with something similar to you guys. Um, I guess, like, kind of watching my little brother um, open for presents on Christmas because, one, he, so he has autism, and he can be very brutally honest sometimes. <laughs> and, like, sometimes he'll open something that he didn't really ask for or that he didn't want, and he'll, he'll, be, he'll tell you. He'll tell you. He's like, oh, thanks. This is... This is nice. It's like, no, he will not lie. No, he will so be like, no, have it. Like, like, his big thing is like Skylanders or whatever the fuck it is. And like, and he'll get one that he already has. And as soon as he opens up, oh, I have this already. And just throw it across the room. <laughs> and like, this is great. Like, every year I look forward to seeing what people got him that he already has. And yeah. It was the best. His aunt was like, "Oh, I didn't know what to get him, so I just gave him money." And he opened it, and he's like, 40 bucks!" And he just kept saying 40 bucks" the whole night because he was so excited that he got cash. And I was like, "Oh, guys, you should just get him cash then." Anthony, I already mentioned mine. I'm not repeating myself. I think we got. Oh, it's the same one as the last same thing. One. Same one. All right. Favorite Christmas TV special. 
Mine's from back in the day. Pee Wee Herman Christmas and Mr. Bean's Christmas. You got problems. Yo, wait. Casey, I'm just saying, if you ever get a chance to watch the Mr. Bean thing, he does this thing with the nativity and has a helicopter fly baby Jesus out, this whole retarded thing. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Mine is all of the old school claymations of like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Those are my favorite, and we don't have the channel freeform, so I can't watch any of them. So I'm gonna have to like illegally download it to watch it for Christmas. Yeah, it's the best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I would agree with that. I would Casey. I was thinking about the same thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with that. The old claymations. The old all right. Claymations. Yeah. Anthony. I mean, even though I will go around randomly singing Heat Miser and. Yeah, Heat Miser. <laughs> the Year Without Santa Claus is one of my favorites, but my favorite actually is uh, Charlie Brown Christmas. I watch that one every year. Oh, that's good. That's good. We actually, we actually have a Christmas decoration of Snoopy sitting on a mailbox, and the box opens and Woodstock pops out. Oh, that's cute. Does Home Alone count? Yo, for movie. that's going to be for the next one. The final question of this Christmas showdown is your favorite Christmas movie. Brandon, you go first. I just, yeah, Home Alone. Or actually, you know what? Die Hard. Yo, oh yes. <laughs> yes. Brandon, did you see that Google put out a new commercial online with Macaulay Culkin? Culkin as on the fucking Google commercial? Uh, yeah. Old, old, oh, old. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> It looks like he's done so many drugs, but I love it. <laughs> Casey, what's your pick? That's hard. Uh, I'm probably going to have to go between Elf and Polar Express. Because like, one's like, kind of cute and like sweet, and the other one is just funny as hell. I could watch Elf like every day like in the summer. Like I don't care what, what one it is, but that's my favorite. It's a mix for me. It's between... A Christmas Story, and Love Actually. Oh, Love Actually is a good one, man. It's a good one, man. No, it is. It's a good one. I see that coming. Now, there's a lot of good movies. She mentions Elf, Polar Express, Home Alone. Those are ones, like, I expected. So I tried to go with two that one I I thought maybe you guys would name. The other one I didn't think. The one I thought you guys would name, Tim Allen, the Santa Claus series. I love all three. I... I've watched the first one like five times already this year because it's always on TV. And the other one that I don't think gets the recognition I feel it deserves, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All the Way. I just, we just watched that. Yeah, we just watched it. With the big show? Yeah. Turbo Man. <laughs> All right. Hey, see, so you were saying Steven's picks for special were kind of fucked up. Well, I go to Christmas movie every year. Is Bad Santa. Oh, God. That's a good one. Yeah. If there's one Christmas special or movie I gotta watch every year, it's Bad Santa. That scene where he's drunk and he beats the crap out of the donkey, I just, I almost pull off the couch laughing every time. <laughs> All right. So, we're gonna get back to the countdown now. We're gonna do a couple quick ones before we get to the last final four. Um... I'm going to start this one with one that I feel does not always get recognized, so I'm going to go for it. Commentator of the year. Me personally, if I had to think WWE only, I mean, because the one guy from UFC on NXT, what's his name? Marlon. Yes. 
I love him. I think he's awesome. But I'm giving it to Corey Graves, pulling the double duty, and I, I'm entertained by him. I'm going to agree with you, Corey Graves. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like where he's at. I like what he does. Yeah, I like I like Mauro Ronaldo a lot. But, yeah, I, Corey Graves would is my pick, too. Uh, he's just so entertaining. Um, he's so over the top. He's got every – especially when Mandy Sachs comes out. He's just like – last night on SmackDown, he just had this glow in his eye as he's walking <laughs> in front of him. I was just like, oh, my God, he's really selling it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Um – do you guys have a category for worst commentator, or should I save that? Yo, we'll do that right after. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so I'll save. I'll save that. Um, my favorite commentator. Well, it's it's independent, but um, I don't know if you guys have followed MLW at all. Uh, kind of the resurrection of Tony Schiavone as a commentator. I love everything about Tony Schiavone. Is like my favorite commentator of all time. So I'm gonna go with Tony Schiavone. Um, yeah, I was thinking choreographs too, but everyone picked that, so I'm kind of boring. But, yeah. Corey Graves. He complicated my match, too, at, when I was on Raw, so yep. I love him. So. Alright, so let's go for worst commentator. Worst Brandon, pick that category. Yeah, um, I, don't know. I think Michael Cole's dog shit. So. <laughs> Agreed. How, for how, like, how can you keep saying the same fucking thing? Over and over again for 20-plus fucking years. Stop it already. Yo, he's uh, he's really becoming known for when Sasha Banks comes out. He says the same thing every time. It's exactly what it is, but... It's yeah. boss time! Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, So I'm going to go with Michael Cole and... Yeah, Michael Cole, that's it. <laughs> I'm going to go with Booker T. Yeah? Him yeah. and all... I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about bad commentating. Like, whatever. They're all just sitting out there talking shit about us anyway. So. Oh, now that I'm, I completely forgot about this, going back to favorite commentators, I think Nigel McGuinness is fucking awesome on, on uh, NXT also. So I'll put him up there with Tony Shabani. Nice. Um, yeah, my, my worst commentator, actually, I'm not going to – with anybody you guys picked. Um, in the words of Corey Graves, shut up, Saxton. Byron Saxton is actually, in my opinion, the worst one um, on right now. I just can't, I can't stand him. He brings nothing to the show, and he just acts like a little schoolboy all the time. It's it's almost like li- listening to Matt Stryker, who I actually enjoyed, but without having any knowledge. <laughs> I mean, yeah. back to my New Day Booker T thing. That day, Biggie said, "You just saxed me," and Booker T's like, "Tell me, you did not just say that." <laughs> <laughs> All right, next category. In your opinion, worst moment of the year. You want me to start this? Go ahead. The last three Raws. Done. <laughs> yeah. Well, I haven't even watched them because I heard they were so bad. So I guess. Yeah. Were they really that bad? Oh my god. This week was a tiny bit better, but the two weeks prior, disgustingly yeah, bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I haven't watched Raw in a year, so it's kind of hard for me to... Uh, do you have one? Because I can't even think of one. No, I, honestly, I can't even think of one either. That's, that's, a t- that's a tough one. You know what? I think I. You know what? I'm going to go in a different direction for worst moment of the year, um, and probably made a lot of people laugh. But I'm going to say the worst moment of the year is when was WrestleMania when 
Braun Strowman made a mockery of the tag team division by pulling Nicholas out of the crowd. Oh, my his God. Oh, yeah. Come on. Nicholas is my favorite fucking tag team champion of all time. <laughs> <laughs> That's John Cohn's son. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no one fucking cares. Yeah, but you know what? It was cool that he did that. No, it wasn't. It was not cool. There was nothing cool about it. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm going to go with any of these Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. Ooh, oh, were... yeah, that's what mine... Mine goes to Crown Jewel. Yeah, that's yeah, where mine goes. Can I just say Shawn Michaels taking his hat off? Hey, you know what, Casey, you're onto something because my worst pay-per-view of the year was Crown Jewel, hands down. Yeah, shit. So much controversy, and then the they still freaking did it, and then it was just so awful. Like, what was the just one that we, uh, we watched like a quarter of it, and then we just stopped. It was SummerSlam. Oh, they, yeah. Oh, yeah I we watched like the first like 30 minutes of SummerSlam, and I was like, this is fucking awful. And I just stopped watching it. Mm-hmm. All right. Overrated superstar of the year. For me, I'm going to give this guy two categories because I hate him so much. The worst comeback of the year and overrated superstar, Bobby Lashley. I hate no. him. No. I'm not a fan. Nice. I'm agree with you. Bobby Lashley. I'm not a fan of him. Terrible. Like, even when they gave him a little midget Mac, like, it's not helping. You know what? I'll even throw Natalia in there. Yeah. Oh, I can't. We all know he hates Natalia. Oh, how'd you feel about her? T- how how how'd you feel about her TLC one? That's my favorite yeah. wrestler of all time. Yeah. So, so, so Casey's team pause, huh? Yes, team pause all the way. I got two caps. Anthony, you're overrated. Yeah, I, I knew you were keeping that in all this time. No, 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 I'm saying you're overrated pick. Uh, that came off wrong. That doesn't sound right. Um, actually, and this is going to sound really bizarre because he's actually been uh, pretty much main evented the entire year. I think the most overrated superstar, at least specifically for this year, absolutely, without a doubt, Brock Lesnar. Oh. True. I am not going to go back and watch any one of his matches ever again. Um, I will admit I was at the UFC in Vegas when he stepped into the cage and I moved out. But as far as in the ring, I just don't see why they keep paying him. I don't really think he puts more butts in the seats. And his matches are, I, they're just terrible. I don't, I'll never go back and watch any of them from this year. So for me, the most overrated, Brock Lesnar, hands down. Oh, I am going with Baron Corbin because I freaking hate him and he got so much opportunity and I just don't know why he's, no. And you'll probably hear this because he vanity nah, searches nah. himself, so don't tag this because then I'll get. Oh, no, tag it. No, yeah. Then I'll get deep for it, but no, I'm over it. And now that the hair is gone, it's just ten times. Just oh, he's, I think he should have shaved it long ago. But yeah, I just don't like him. Uh, for me, I mean, uh, this is a guy that I just like. I just don't get it. Like, and I have those people that everyone loves, but you just don't get it. EC3 is that guy for me. Like, they, they're pushing him to the fucking sky to bring him on Raw, I guess, soon. And I just don't get it. Doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm. I think his uh, his promos and stuff, I remember in TNA, I felt he was kind of stale. Yeah. And I think he's very, he's very bland. He's very generic. 
There's really nothing like that stands out for me. So. That, that's interesting because I never cared for him until he got to NXT, and I, I he, yeah, in the ring, yeah, I, I don't see anything there. His character, I think, I think it's good, but yeah, you're probably, I, I'm, I can see your point. And they put, they put him that, that match that he had, like what really did that match that he had against Velveteen Dream. Like Velveteen Dream was running circles around him and just mm-hmm. made him look like a lazy fucking fat slob. So, uh, uh. Actually, actually, there's one that I'm surprised nobody mentioned. Um, Nia Jax. Yeah. I'm True. sorry. She, she had some good matches with Ronda. Those are probably the only two matches this year that were half decent. And the funniest thing... The funniest thing... We universally agreed upon that. She, oh, she's fucking dog shit, too. So, uh. <laughs> we'll just call her Miss Botchamania. Yeah. <laughs> I was on Botchamania. <laughs> are you? <laughs> Actually, Brandon, fu- funny thing, uh, I had a, I had a buddy over to watch TLC the other day, and he saw that we interviewed you, and he said, you know he just made a list on Walt's culture for, like, yes. this is wrestling, you know? Yeah. What? What culture posted, like, I don't know, the, the Jolo spot. It has, like, fucking, like, 100,000 views. It's like, right, 100,000 people now have seen... And you know what's funny? I said I'm not. I said I'm not doing a spot with the dildo because my luck it'll go viral, and then I don't want to be known as the dildo girl. And now look, all of them did it, and they went viral. So I was like, ha ha, assholes. The dildo (laughs) (laughs) guy. Yep. Always thinking. Always thinking. All right. Our last uh, quick category, even though we've actually been discussing them all, (laughs) but worst match of the year. Alicia Fox. Alicia Fox? Yeah. I'm going any Brock Lesnar match. (laughs) Just my opinion. I hate that man, too. This may be way out of left field, and some people might not agree with this. Um, The tag match at Evolution with Trish and Lita, I thought it was fucking awful. And you can tell that they kind of lost a step. Mm -hmm. And I just I couldn't watch the whole thing. It was it was brutal. <laughs> it was great to see him back, but I, yeah, I do it's great to see him back until, they, until you see Leo take a bump and you're like, oh, yeah, go back. <laughs> and then they had them back the next night on Raw too. <laughs> wow, this, uh, this is a tough category because I feel like like I've seen a million terrible matches, but like not thinking about it, I'm like, hmm, which one is the worst one? I mean, you go to any indie show and like. A random boondock part of Pennsylvania or random, and you'll see a whole show full of terrible matches. <laughs> um, and there goes the Pennsylvania fan base. Oh, hello, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you go somewhere where, like, no one knows anybody, and they're just like these, like, backyard guys who are just like annihilating themselves. Oh, actually, you know what it was? On YouTube, I don't know who these two women were. This was the worst match. Two women, and it, like, went viral. And it was this girl in, like, this skirt, and the other girl just kept, like, ripping it up, and they were, like... It, did you guys see this? It went viral, and it was, like, are these people actually wrestlers? Yeah, well, that's no. not... I don't know who you are or where you work, but you're the worst match for me. We'll have to find it. Encyclopedia, you're up. Yeah, I had to really think about this because um, I I had plenty for booking, 
uh, making it the worst match, but I think as far as botch, um, this is going to probably shock some people because there were, there's actually one of the best wrestlers in this match. But I'm going to have. Is it a Ronda Rouse match? Because I could have put that on my top. No. <laughs> no. You know what? I, for the most part, I think she's doing pretty well. Um, there are some terrible matches in there. When she streamed World over SummerSlam, I was considering be, over Alexa Bliss because I thought that made Alexa look really bad and wasn't necessary. But no, actually, I, the worst match of the year, at least for me, in my opinion, was the mixed tag match at Hell in a Cell, Miz and Maurice against Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. And it wasn't Daniel Bryan and Miz I had the problem with. It was that Maurice and Brie were so freaking terrible. Such a mess. And Did he just give birth like six months prior? Or something? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect him to be great. Don't wrestle. Yeah, don't get in the fucking ring. Stay bro. home with your kid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you notice how Maurice probably, had, I don't think I've seen her on TV ever since. No, yeah, like, no it's like something as, wrong and she'd scared her. As soon as, as soon as Brie Bella came back, like every one of her matches was just a gif of her falling on her fucking face and trying to do a suicide dive. <laughs> oh, and then there was also that shot to uh, what's her face? Uh, Morgan. Morgan. It's like, hey, stop doing suicide dives. You can't do them. Stop. Yeah. Two in a row. Yeah, it's not in the same match. <laughs> like it's okay. Go off the road and do a crossbody. Yeah. We'll appreciate it. We'll get it. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get back to encyclopedia. Last four categories. Oh, we're, okay. So, last four categories. Uh, let's start off with match of the year in the women's division. Uh, I went with um, Charlotte and Becky at Evolution. It's the last woman standing match. That was insane. They both beat each other to a freaking pulp. They went past. And I, I remember we were talking about beforehand. I was like, oh, it's going to suck. Like, I'm, I'm supposed to go you know, the whole Charlotte Becky thing, and they brought something so new to the table and they made it so entertaining and like, yeah, I could watch that match over and over. Uh, I don't have one. Um, <laughs> Women's wrestling! Yeah. Dude, j j just pick one of Casey's masses. Get yourself some brownie points. We'll go to the Cage of Death match. Well, you're you in it! Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a match, but... Maybe Nia Jax breaking Becky Lynch's nose was probably my favorite thing. So, I'll go with that. God. I did pick Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Evolution like Casey did. Start to finish, these girls had, in my opinion, a hardcore match. And it was great. Like, they, they did great things tonight. Even this past week at TLC, I'm not saying the triple threat match is amazing because I fucking hated the ending. But... The three of them did their thing. Mostly Charlotte and Becky, in my opinion. But they were doing their thing. But the evolution, Becky Lynch and Charlotte's my top pick. Yeah, I'm going to go with you on that one. Mm -hmm. like Encyclopedia, it's down to you. If you pick a Becky Lynch match, I'm ending this fucking phone call right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, guess he, I guess you might as well hang up because I picked the same match as that. God damn it. <laughs> Look, oh, tr truth be told, I I'm so sick of Charlotte. Specifically, I didn't want to like that match, and by the end of it, I was like, "Crap, I can't. I gotta get give it to them. That should have been in the main event spot." I get it. I get it. Nikki Bella's on Total Divas and supposedly has all this B-star celebrity, so they had to put her on in the main event. But I really think uh, Becky and Charlotte should have main evented that show. The Last Man Standing match was my vote as well. All right, so uh, I think I'm curious about everyone's opinion on the next topic: uh, men's. Match of the year. This was tough. We both agreed, right? You're sticking with this one? Yeah. Uh, Ricochet versus Adam Cole from 
take over Brooklyn. Yep. To be fair, I didn't watch a whole lot of WWE, but like watching that match, like, I it turned me into a fan again. Like, it doesn't have to be WWE though; it could be anything. Yeah, no, that was mine too. Uh, Ricochet's just a freaking beast. Put him and Adam Cole together. Oh my god! Like, I can't even dream about doing half the stuff that they did. So, while while telling a complete story, like, hats off to them. That's that's my pick. Um, so my pick is not WWE, and it's actually local. The Northeast Wrestling Redemption Show, Kenny Omega, Ray Phoenix. I did not expect to see that good, that much of a quality match locally like that, which they did their thing with that, uh, with that match. I mean, we were there, um, they fought right in front of us in the aisleway, like, and the match, it wasn't no, like... 10, 15 minutes, man, like, they put on a sure. magical match. It was a great show, or that match was a great show. That's my pick, Omega Phoenix. Yeah, I'm going with you on that one. Just being there live for that, being able to see... It was a moment. Yeah, like, it was awesome. I did go back and watch that match because I did hear a lot of people say that there was a match of the year contender. Um, I did it, I was amazed, especially for a small show like that, that they tore it down the way they did. Um, but I actually went with the Chicago Street Fight from NXT TakeOver Chicago, the Johnny Gargano to Masho Ciampa. Um, I mean, that, there was a, that false finish in there where you thought Ciampa was done, and he's handcuffed, and then out of nowhere he gets that DDT onto the boards in the ring and gets the pin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that match had everything for me. Um, I'm a huge NXT fan, as you can tell. Uh, that, 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 for me, was the match of the year. I don't want to piss Brandon off, so maybe I'll... Let's go with uh, Best Women Superstar of the Year now. Well, he, he already knows I picked Becky Lynch, so... Uh, <laughs> I just... I love the way she's been representing herself. It's in and out of the ring. Like, she is a monster. She has been, you know, just taking the ball and rolling with it. Like, they gave her that opportunity, to, and she kicked down the damn door as hard as she could. And, like, look what she's doing now. Like... She hasn't been like super, super relevant, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she's just like a freaking star, you know? So, I'm sorry, I like that. I'm literally bleeding your phone, by the way. Well, wait, Brandon, I'm gonna ask you to hold off just so I could get myself over with. I'm with her, I have Becky Lynch written down, and you know, the first half of the year, I'm just like, whatever about her. But then now, like, her match qualities, I've been enjoying. I didn't always, but I am. The stuff she's doing on Twitter, is fucking gold. Like yeah. I, I, I'm not gonna lie. My Twitter, I'm set for notifications when Becky speaks. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't announce that. <laughs> you know, I'm just you, saying. You guys that at one point, you know how she, her Twitter handle is the man now. Yeah. Did you see that Corey Grace changed his to the woman? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, my thing is, I'm, I'm hoping for good things for Becky Lynch in the future. I hope WWE doesn't destroy what they have going with her because they have something great going and I hope it leads to Mania her main eventing against Ronda Rousey and kicking the shit out of Ronda Rousey that's oh. my hopes oh he's <laughs> right now <laughs> they're, already, they're already setting up for it that's, that's the real reason why Asuka walked out as champion which I did predict last week Freddie, what are your thoughts on this <laughs> I'm not going with Becky Lynch I'm going to go a little opposite. I'm going Ruby Riot. Oh. All right. I think she's been doing her thing. I kind of like the whole faction, the Riot Squad. He likes that she fucks with Natalia. Rude. 
<laughs> Look what happened to you now, right through the damn table. Exactly. <laughs> it didn't work out so well. Do her yeah, own that's face. <laughs> that's what? my pick. Alright, well, Brendan's still gonna hate me because uh, the way she just came. I mean, look, let's be honest, she wasn't really that relevant at the beginning of the year, and now she's the talk of the wrestling world. Uh, for me, Women's Superstar of the Year, Becky Lynch. And I've heard Becky was a beast overseas prior to coming to WWE. I've heard she was insane overseas. Yeah. Her in Bala. I just know personally, for me, watching her on NXT, I thought she was so boring and so bland. I couldn't get understand the hype when they when they dubbed them the Four Horsewomen uh, of WWE. I still didn't get it when she came on the main roster. I still didn't get it. It's only been the last three or four months where I finally like, All right, I'm finally sold on this girl. Brandon, who's your pick? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want. I don't even want. I don't even want to go. Uh, you can pick me. My, <laughs> I had a terrible year. Don't pick me. Um, what do you mean it's not fair? You tell me to pick you while we're on a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm alright. That's alright. I'll pick you. No, that's okay. No, I had a shit year. It's okay. Go ahead. Um, I think I'll, I'm choosing mine based off of like match quality. I think Kyrie Sane has had some of the best matches that I've ever seen, you know, male or female. Like, her, I mean, her match with Tony Storm was okay, but some of her other matches were just fucking phenomenal. Like, not even to say, like, for a woman, but for a woman, she's she can she can hang. Like, she's really good. And so, Tony Storm, too. Like, she, both of them have had incredible years. I'm, <laughs> but I'm going to stick with Kyrie Sane, because I think she's incredible. <laughs> She's not my favorite, so I'm not mad at that. Good, good pick. I mean, I, I personally, I, I'm a Shayna Baszler fan, but uh, yeah, Ky- Kyrie always tore it up. I wasn't, you know, I, I mean, I'm not there yet. I don't. I still think she's like relatively green, and like her psychology's not quite there. The character's there, her psychology's not quite there yet, but she's getting there slowly. But I don't know. I don't know. Let's just hope that if the main event for WrestleMania is with the women, that it's more of a one-on-one, like a Becky Lynch or a Ronda Rousey, because I'm also afraid that they're going to screw it up and do four horsewomen of MMA versus four horsewomen of WWE, which would be terrible. Yeah. Um, and Duke and Marina Schaefer are not ready for that. Not ready, uh-uh. But you know what? They, they, they're known to push people to the moon before. All right, so let's, let's end on a high note. Men's Superstar of the Year. I picked my boy, Cody Rhodes. Um, he left WWE. Look at what he is freaking doing on the indies. I mean, between All In, between all the other shows that he's running, that he's he's going on, um, you know, ROH, everything that he's doing is just insane. I mean, now his own cigar company, like he's even doing like all these other random things on the side. Um, and I think he had a kick-ass year, and just goes to show you that you don't need to be on that giant stage to be on a giant stage. Um, and yeah. That's, that's my, my boy. I'm picking him. I'm a Pentagon. I just, I think that he's, like, nobody's had as great of a year as Pentagon. Like, he said, like, uh, I said it about PCO, but, like, some of the matches that, he, that he's had, like, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Every match that, like, I've, I've watched him, I'm so emotionally invested in. And, you know, I've gotten a chance to be on shows with him and stuff and just, like, learning from him, like... <laughs> The dude's probably, like, one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, we saw him versus Darby Allin, and that was a hell of a match. Oh, yeah. It's insane. All right, so 
I'm gonna go generic pick again. My pick is you Kenny Omega. I'm gonna fucking. <laughs> I will never say John Cena. I I was trying to avoid saying his name in general this whole broadcast. Thanks, bro. <laughs> I love John Cena. I'm going for Kenny Omega. And if I had to pick someone for WWE, I honestly would have to say Seth Rollins. I feel like he had to, like, you know, take the brand a couple times this year and throw it over his shoulder, and he did his thing. And he may be the future right now in Mr. Roman Reigns' absence, unfortunately. I mean, unfortunately, the condition. I don't care for him as a wrestler, but... We're just done. I know. He's looking at That's sad. Yeah, I'm gonna probably go Omega as well. This dude's still number one. Watching him live mm-hmm. over here at Poughkeepsie was. It was cool to watch him live, and him and Cody watching him all over the world. She mentioned Ring of Honor, things like that. Um, he even did the uh, the Jericho cruise. They were all on there, and I seen some videos from that. That looked awesome. And they just announced today Jericho cruise two is in the How do I get on that cruise? Yo, for real. Have you guys seen some of, like, Kenny's old stuff? Like, his stuff from DDT? Mm. Um, if you go on YouTube and type in Kenny Omega versus a nine-year-old girl... Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He's probably had one of the best matches ever with a nine-year-old girl. And it's fucking it's incredible. It's I'm telling you, YouTube it. Kenny Omega versus a nine-year-old girl. And then Kenny Omega versus Blow Up Doll. Yeah, that's good. Um... <laughs> You'll be thoroughly entertained, I promise you. Yeah. I heard about the blow up one. Um, I mean, and you could tell that I'm a huge NXT fan. Um, the, my pick was actually someone who I really felt was more of a 205 Live guy or, uh, and then, or a possible tag team wrestler. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, he's in my match of the year. He's in my feud of the year. Uh, I'm going with the current reigning NXT champion, Tommaso Ciampa. Uh, just totally blown away by where he was this time last year and where he is now totally unexpected i didn't expect him to be the focal point of any tv show uh in the wrestling world uh i think he's totally killing it and i think big things for champa i'm looking forward to watching him get to that next level mm-hmm. all right that's it man that's the year that's it the show is over for the year Casey and Brandon, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, guys. You guys keep coming on. You're always willing, and we do appreciate it. Thank you so much. We love talking shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And we will definitely be having them on again, I'm sure. Um, Guys, we want to thank you for listening. We want to thank all the people who have helped us. Um, Casey and Brandon coming on multiple times. All the people we've interviewed, the people uh, making custom designs that did our T-shirts. Chris that did our graphics, yeah. um, us three that do a lot of editing and stuff. Um, who, am I missing out anything? Don't forget, fuck Becky Lynch and fuck Billy Gunn. Remember that? Yeah. Those are his closing remarks. Billy Gunn or Road Dog? I thought it was Road Dog. Oh, sorry, Road Dog. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree. Yeah, but you know what? I'll agree with you on Billy Gunn. We, uh, I actually had the chance to meet him at Wrestling Under the Stars, and he was such a jerk when we were like, "Oh yeah, there's four of us that want to get in the picture with you." And he looks at he looks at the guy that I guess was running the booth, and the guy's like, "Yeah, that'll tar- they'll they'll be double." And I was like, "What?" Yeah, and tell him exactly what I did. I grabbed my kid. I looked at Billy Gunn in the face. I said, "You're not worth it," and I walked off and left Anthony and his friend there to get the picture Ooh. right in his face. I didn't give a shit. 
He had pissed me off. That was it. <laughs> so, fuck the New Age Outlaws. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So, I hope all of you boo him next month at Northeast Wrestling Over the Top. Um, I also want to give a special thanks to uh, Steve Credo, the Mark Father, who's been g giving us advice. Uh, he came on while I was away on vacation. So, Credo, thank you for all the help and advice. Uh, we, we do look up to you in a lot of ways in the wrestling podcast world for the fans. We love you, Steve. <laughs> All right, so we will catch you in 2019. Guys, strap in, it's gonna be a long one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, well, thank you for listening as always. Guys, thank you for joining us. That's it, 2018 is over. We out. Bye. See ya.